live from the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, babbling brook, ocean waves, and roaring river for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Oh, oh shit. shit, what's, what's that, that over, over there? there? Oh, oh no, it's an island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. <laughs> My hotel tried to charge me for air conditioning. That's not cool. Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. All right. Two douchebags. And a microphone. Welcome. We are at the Filthy Bean. We love coming back to the Filthy Bean. Yes, we do. We can never get enough of the Filthy Bean. Yeah. Let me do uh, a little audio adjusting here on the fly. uh, Is Rick even here? I haven't seen him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I saw him a little earlier. He looked like he was dressed to go out, though. Oh, maybe he left. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk to him about that one thing, you know, that one project we got going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't find him. Yeah, he, he did look like, you know, he was he was dressed up. I mean, he looked like he was going to some premiere or something, so. Hmm. Okay, well. He, we'll, he wasn't dressed up for us, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. No, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say he left because I have not seen him at all. Yeah. And I told him that I was going to, you know, that we we're going to talk about that, so he had to been in a hurry. So, yeah. anyhow. Doesn't matter. Um, anyhow, I'll catch up with them later. Yeah. It didn't need to be today. So. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so, let's see. Um, we got all different kinds of different stories. Um, yeah, yeah. We've uh, got a wide variety of uh, fun, crazy, scary. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's start out with Melissa Milano's meltdowns. Yeah, Isn't yeah, it? that sounds good. I yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> got a Dear Douchebags. Oh, good. Yeah, you got good, questions? Good. We have bad, bad answers. <laughs> Let's see, where do we start with Alyssa Milano? Hmm. Well, the first thing I saw about her... used to be very, very hot. I don't know if she is anymore. Most people, I think, would say she still is pretty attractive. Okay. Um, But most people are currently saying she's pretty unhinged right now, too. Oh, I know she's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. She's apparently doesn't have a very good grasp on reality. Um, She'd been losing it for quite a while as a problem, and it's been progressively getting worse from what I can tell. I wonder so, if she has a degenerative disease or whether she's just, maybe it's a mental illness that's getting worse. I think it's a mental illness be, because yeah. she started off, like a lot of people do, just kind of on the fringe edges and then all of a sudden everything is just, mm. you know. Yeah. So. Well, the first thing I heard in this recent blow up of hers was uh, she wanted to do a reboot of Who's the Boss? And she took it to Netflix, and it was too woke for Netflix. Really? And they turned her down and said, "Uh, uh-uh, this is not entertainment, this is nothing, this is garbage. And apparently she had a really, really bad reaction to their rejection, to the point where Netflix 
was calling her unhinged and wants nothing to do with her in the future. So I oh, guess she blew damn. up in the meeting and started yelling and screaming. That's you know my conjecture, but she left the meeting with Netflix with them saying we have want nothing to do with her in the future. She's not mentally well. Wow. <laughs> so she started shopping it around and claiming that there was a, a vast uh, MAGA conspiracy against her, Make America Great Again, the Trumpers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Red Hat, whatever. Yeah. So uh, um, then she got all bent when Elon Musk bought Twitter and said he was going to return it to full free speech and restore people's accounts and quit blocking accounts just because it was people were unpopular. Mm -hmm. And she lost her mind again because she doesn't want Donald Trump to get his account back. So she started making comments about Elon Musk and Twitter and Musk's company Tesla. Now she owns a Tesla. And she was saying, well, I don't think I can own this Tesla anymore because, you know, it comes from a, country, a company full of Nazis and white supremacists and haters and, and bigots. She actually and, said that? Yes. <laughs> at, about Tesla. Because um, it's owned by Elon Musk. No, I'm not a legal expert, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that seems like that's a gateway to some, quite a bit of problems. Yes. Tesla has filed a $200 million lawsuit against her for defamation. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she made a very... I c listen, I cannot blame him. I know. And look, I know Elon's been kind of a fringe here and there, too. And he's done some questionable stuff, too, but... Um, I'm glad he did. But all he's doing is saying he's restoring free speech and restoring people's accounts. Which I agree with 100%. Sure, sure. If you Look, don't like it, quit listening and on Twitter. Exactly. Look, I, I may not agree, or maybe I do agree. I mm. never really, truly ever say on this podcast how I truly feel about certain things. Yeah, that's, and I won't. that's just a trap. Yeah, I won't either. <laughs> that's not what this podcast is for. If you want political stuff... You have plenty of choices, and you can go there. Yeah. yeah. We uh, make fun of, we ridicule, we make fun of ourselves. We're designed to have fun. Mm -hmm. But I believe that Donald Trump needs a platform, and also I need. Uh, I believe <clears throat> that people have the right to not listen to him, mm -hmm. to uh, um, to not buy stuff that's associated, yeah. whatever. You know, you can boycott whatever you want to to get your point. But to take someone's right to say it away is wrong and un-American. Right, right. That's, that's the thing where I get stuck is if you don't want to listen to them, don't listen to them. But if you're trying to keep other people from listening to them, then you're overstepping. Mm -hmm. And if you're denying him in his account because you don't want the person next to you to possibly listen and be swayed by his words, that's not up to you. No. And also... That is exactly what you should be fighting against. Yeah, yeah. These are the same people that burn books. Yes. You know, oh, and I don't want to know it, and I don't want you to know it either. Like, this has always been said to me, and I agree with it 100%. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I understand it even more now as I go along with life than I have before. The most protected form of speech should be the speech that you hate the worst. Exactly. Because yep. that ensures... That we have free speech. There's a famous quotation by someone who said, I disagree totally with what you're saying, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 
And that's that's a true, truly intelligent person. That is exactly how I feel and how yes. I felt for a long time. Now. Yeah, yeah. On the first time I read that, I thought, wait a minute, he, well, oh, and then I got it. It's like, I get it. Yeah, and also there's another thing to be said for let the idiot talk. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, Alyssa Milano's not done, believe it or not. So uh, I, I, it's just unfortunate to see what happened to her. You know, seeing her as the who's a boss girl, mm-hmm. growing up, cute little kid, blossoms into this beautiful young woman, had all this promise and did so well in life, and now she's just like become unhinged. Just uh, she, she has more capers too. Oh boy, go ahead. I'm um, sorry. So she made a big deal about wanting to give her Tesla back. And she did, you know. She she returned her Tesla and said, "I I, I don't want to be associated with your company. Your company's evil and terrible Nazi people." <laughs> and so she decided to get a new electric vehicle. And Tiny guess, little fist in the air. Yes, that's yes. what it reminded me. Of. Guess what? Uh, what man, company car company she went to? <laughs> Volks, Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yep. A German company that, that was, was founded yeah. by the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Volkswagen means the people's car. It was a socialist idea, so the workers could all have a cheap, affordable car that was reliable. <coughs> yeah. And the Nazis, that's short for National Socialist German Workers' Party, and they started out pretending to be socialist. Yeah. So, you know, it's all right there in the names, Volkswagen, the people's car. Uh, Porsche and Hitler both had a hand in designing the VW Beetle their most iconic car. Um, wow. And during World War II, Volkswagen provided tons of material for the German war effort mm-hmm. to kill American soldiers and to kill Jews, etc., etc. But that's the car company that Alyssa Milano says is good and nice and pure and clean, unlike Tesla, which is full of Nazis. Mm-hmm. So the entire world immediately blasted her for her, stu- her stupidity, her cluelessness, for not knowing the history of Volkswagen. So how she <coughs> recovered from that was she cooked up this stunt where she went and parked her Volkswagen in, in this Soho neighborhood and left it running and left. And overnight it caught fire and burned down and burned up the Chevrolet parked behind her too. And... At first, everyone blamed the car, and she said, it can't possibly have been the car because it's an electrical car. There's no gas in it, so it can't possibly catch on fire. <laughs> Showing again how clueless she was, she's never heard of these lithium-ion batteries burning up in people's cell phones, those hoverboards that people were getting for Christmas, and they all started burning their houses down because the batteries would burn up. Uh, they're certain cell phones that you weren't allowed to take on airplanes anymore because they'd burn up and, and I mean there was a whole big thing about battery fires wow and she totally missed it and just no it couldn't it's an electric car it can't possibly catch on fire so again blasted by everybody for being so clueless um oh uh, yeah and then the, some security footage appeared showing three guys in red hats uh, running towards her car, sliding a gallon bucket of diesel under it, scratching fuck you Elon hater on the hood, jumping into a, a pickup truck with fake testicles hanging from it, and driving <laughs> off. 
And then she jumped on it again. Look, see, they, they, they're after me. It's a big conspiracy. And then people aren't buying that because how did they know she was parking a car right there at that time? How yeah, did, that how sounds they like a pr- Jesse Smollett deal to exactly, me. Yeah. Exactly. So people are, people, and the, uh, who was it, the uh, uh, Morton Downey Jr. who faked the attack in the airport bathroom. Just stick backwards yeah. on, uh-huh. it, on his uh, forehead. The, there's, yeah. a, there's a real history of celebrities faking an attack on themselves to gain sympathy, and there's this smells exactly like Jr. that. Too, that did that, too. And I guess, <laughs> was it maybe even Jerry Springer might have done that some, at one point or something? I I mean, it doesn't him. matter. Yeah. So now, no one will go near her. She gets, she's getting no work. No one wants it in the entertainment industry has wants anything to do with her because she's just total poison. I kind of get that, yeah. I so get that a lot, actually. What is she, she goes on Twitter, of all places, and puts out a video weeping to her fans that she doesn't have any money and they should all start sending her money to help support her. How would she get a Tesla if she doesn't have any money? No kidding. Yeah, but well, now she's like, oh, I don't have any money. But she was on Twitter of all places that she just blasted. Elon's, yeah, yeah, Elon's Twitter. And apparently her idiotic fans have sent her $1.2 million already. <laughs> <coughs> There's no hope for America. What you're hearing right now is the sound of fools and their money being parted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I hope that Elon got a portion of that for facilitating it through Twitter. Yeah. Would that be funny if he got like, I don't know, ten percent or something? And and here's the here's the kicker at the end. Now Volkswagen is preemptively suing her. <laughs> just saying, do not say our name. We don't want to hear our company name coming out of your mouth because you're poison. I can't blame her. So they're 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 getting a basically a restraining on order on her saying we want nothing to do with you. You do not represent us in any way, and if you talk about us, we're going to come after you. <laughs> oh my God! So wow. a way to go from people begging you to use their product to now taking you to court, threatening you if you use their product. <laughs> Wow. wow. Do you think she crapped herself? <coughs> I think she destroyed the, anything that she could have ever had, ever. Yeah. If she was a dude, we'd say she stepped on her own dick. Mm-hmm. But I guess, what, she stepped on her own labia? Would, what, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. I don't even know if that even does it justice. She, no. uh, she yeah. stepped on her own tits. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There you go. That's that's the female equivalent of stepping on your own yeah, dick. Yeah, that's insane. Mm, yes. God. Just... I guess the the disconnect from reality that mm-hmm. people think they can just flail about doing these destructive things and then squirm and weasel their way I've, out. Uh, and I've, if nothing else, if everything else fails, they just go on video saying, I'm cute, I'm pretty, send me money. I've got, yeah, okay, I've got an uh, idea on that, and I think that this is somewhat true. Probably pretty close, in my opinion, is this right here. People tell you and glad hand you all your life. Mm-hmm. She was a child star. And then she grew up and blossomed into this beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. Still a star. Her whole life, no one has ever told her no or you're wrong. Yep. And this is what you get when that happens. <clears throat> That's what doomed Michael Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. No one was ever there going, Michael, you should not use propothal 
to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up killing yourself. Yeah. You should not do some of the stuff that he uh, probably done. Yeah. And, you know? Michael, you shouldn't have underage children spending the night in yes. your house, regardless of what you believe That's may or may not have happened. Yeah. 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 And let's say nothing happened. Still, horrible still a idea. Bad idea. Horrible idea. Yeah. Especially when you uh, <laughs> have uh, all this capital, yeah. you know, that you that someone could see and take. Yeah. But, and, you know, everyone around him sit and thought to themselves, do I say no and risk getting fired, or would I say yes and keep making money off this guy? I'm going to say, say yes, yes and, and keep, keep making, making money. money off this guy. You mm -hmm. see, if he'd run a little bit more honest of a campaign, people would have been like, hey, Michael, come here. Look, uh, you know you know me. I've known you a yeah. long time. Uh, I'm just telling you this as a friend. Yeah, see, that would be someone who cared about him. But yes. he surrounded himself with people that would do whatever he wanted. Yes, men. Yeah, without any interference or talking back or hesitation. It's just, you're paying the bills? Heck yeah, I'm doing what you say. You see, they, they say that that's what happens with a lot of head coaches in football and, I don't know, basketball and yeah. wherever. Is uh, They hire too many yes men and not mm. enough men to go against them and go, I think that this is a bad idea. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if the people around you are telling you you've never had a bad idea in your life... You know they're lying their asses off. <laughs> Number one, you got to think about what it's, what's in it for them. Yeah. Uh -huh. If they've never told you that once, think about what's in it for them yeah. and go from there. Yeah. If, if you, you enjoy, enjoy two douchebags and a microphone, you'll, you'll definitely, definitely enjoy a shovel to the head. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in three... Two, one. Two Shirley Temples and a bottle of scotch will be right back. Because if someone really gave a shit about you, they'd let you know. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, hey, I, I kind of thought, uh, I, I've been going into origin stories. Um, I've got a short one and a medium one. The short one, okay. um, you've seen the, the, the traditional... I guess it's a trope of people, their TV is messing up and they bang it with their fist or the side, with, with their hand on the side. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a radio, even if it's a car radio, you bang on it with your fist on the dashboard. I discovered what I believe is the origin of Let me see banging I... electronic devices. Okay. I thought I knew where that came from. Mm -hmm. Check it with you and see. Okay. okay. You want to guess? or? Yeah, I would okay. guess. Okay. You used to have these horizontal uh, and uh, squelch and all these little um, knobs. Oh, yeah, a lot of different adjustments yeah. you could make. Well, Tint and contrast. And yeah, and all that. And this is on these big old Zeniths with a huge back, and they weighed all kinds of weight, and they mm. were their standalones. They sat there, you they know. They were a piece of furniture. Yeah. yeah a big yeah. piece of furniture in your room. Yep. <laughs> old solid-state Zenith or Phillips or whatever. Mm -hmm. And... So if you had if you hit the side of those sometimes that would take one of those lines, the vertical lines that used to run up and down, whatever mm -hmm. something was wrong with your TV, and it would prevent it from doing that. I, yeah, I remember there was a vertical hold and a horizontal hold yes. adjustments yeah. on those. And I never really understood why they couldn't just set it and lock it in, why we had to adjust it. Because <laughs> it always seemed to screw things up. I know, and and then it took an act of God to get that thing right. Oh, really? The TV repairman come in and go, there you go, now don't mess with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Well, what I found... A week later. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, what I found was the origin of banging something with your fist is the majority of the electronic devices in the beginning had vacuum tubes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the vacuum tubes would heat up as part of their, you know, function, in order to function, they had to heat up, and the, they're emitting elements and voltages going through, etc. And then you turn it off, and they'd cool down, and then you turn it back on, they heat up, and that cycle of heat up and cool down, the vacuum tubes would work loose in their sockets, mm-hmm. and it would start malfunctioning. And if you bang on the top or the side you could wiggle the tubes back more into place and make a better electrical connection. So that's what this article said was the origin is you're banging banging it because the tubes are loose. Okay. Because if you didn't know what you're doing and you reached in to push them down into their sockets, one, you'd probably burn yourself on a hot tube. Mm -hmm. And two, if you touch the transformer, you'd electrocute yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So unless you know what's what in there, you know. But, you know, a technician would just wait till the set's off, just reach in, you know, pull each tube out, make sure the pins are straight, seat it back down in its socket, and make sure it was there. Eventually, what they started doing was putting a spring harness over the top of the vacuum tube. So you'd have a constant spring tension pulling it down into the socket, and that solved the problem. (laughs) Okay. But people still bang on their equipment because... That's what you've seen in movies and TV shows. Yeah. It really does nothing of what it was originally intended for, because nothing has vacuum tubes in it anymore. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Completely different than what I thought. Yeah. And then my other origin story was on the concept of giving back. Okay. Um... We, you know, I hear a lot about giving back from businesses or uh, athletes... Um, like, uh, say you've got a football player that uh, signs a big contract and then he creates a reading center for at-risk youth in his hometown. Or, I mean, in the town where he's playing football. And, yeah. you know, that's considered giving back. Um, or like a business uh, builds a library or a food bank. You know, in a in a center that an area that's that needs that, um, it's all these kind of things that help and aid the community. Um, what strikes me as odd is these are all things that we can vote to do anyway, but we don't. Like the city yeah. council can say, we need this reading center in this uh, neighborhood for at-risk youth, mm-hmm. and they put it on the ballot, and we all go no. But We'll go spend, you know, three to five thousand dollars on season tickets for the Chiefs. They keep most of that money, give some of it to the wide receiver. He keeps most of that money, uses some of it to build the at risk center for you know, reading center for at risk youth, and we all yeah. go, Yay, what a nice guy. We could have just voted to do that and spent, you know, like seventy five cents each. Instead, we said, no, we want to go watch a football game, then have them pay him, and have him pay them, and have them pay them. Why do we do that? We do the same thing with, with lotteries and the casinos. Okay, I'll tell you one of the things is, is nobody gives a shit, that's why. Apparently, yeah. yeah. No one gives a shit. Yeah. They don't care if the center gets made or not. 
So the reason the reason the wide receiver does is because that's probably pretty much what they're taught in the NFL. A lot of it is is look. They're required to by the yeah, NFL. They're, required they're legally to, yeah. required to yeah. by the NFL. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is a good thing that they yeah. do make them do that. But but let's not pretend that every one of them, out of the goodness of his heart, is doing something. No, they're fulfilling a legal legal obligation. Yeah, and the ones that are really doing it because they want to do it is um, because they're they're the ones that you can tell because they're the ones that start their own foundations up, mm-hmm. and they're not just like going out and like building a new center. They have an ongoing foundation that right. they're always a part of. Yeah, that they're they're always participating in. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the the fifteen and Mahomes or uh, uh-huh. what's Travis Kelsey's found? There, there's so many different yeah. foundations that uh, that they do. I think J- Chris Jones has one, and this is you know where mm-hmm. they actually actively do things to whether it's like you know going to a child's cancer center and reading to them or or helping yeah, the parents out or giving money for you know yeah there are acts they'll do in the in the community and then there's also a lot of them will, as you say do the foundation and and that's smart in another way because when their career is over they've got this nonprofit going and if they do it right then running that nonprofit can be their career for the rest of their life and support them yeah and you know win win um, I just found it interesting. I, I remember when the casinos were being voted into existence here in Kansas City. Um, everyone's was saying, "Oh, it's going to be so great for the schools because you know part of the money that you give you know, that the casinos take in will go to these schools and blah." And yeah, I and I told the guy, I said, "Why don't you just give the money directly to the school?" Uh-huh. Why do you have to give it to casino and make them rich and then have them give a little bit to the county and then the county decide whether or not they want to give it to the school? So you can just walk right down to your school board and write them a check. These are people that want to justify having bad activity coming to mm. their area. They, they go, oh, well, we're not yeah. really doing it because we want to gamble. We're doing it because we want to help the school. Because, you know, people aren't going to just go give to the school, but they'll go gamble. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the walkathons, for you know, oh, let's do a walkathon for breast cancer research. The walking serves no purpose. It's no. a gimmick to make people give you money. What? Why aren't they just willing to give you money for breast cancer research anyway? Why do you have to trick them by doing a stunt like walking ten miles? And what I hate is a strong arm. Yeah. I'm gonna walk this much, and you're gonna give me this much. Uh huh. It's like, well, what if I don't want to give you this much? What if all I have to deal with my discretionary funds is ten bucks cap? How come I got to give you eighty? Because you say I have to give you eighty because you walk this. Yeah, yeah. And then they get mad and they're like, well, it says here. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember the first time somebody came up and there was a minimum amount per mile. It's like, wait a minute. What if I don't want to give that much? You're saying my twenty dollars isn't good enough for you? You want at least forty five? I've withdrew before. So yeah, you're not, you're not getting my twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, and and even uh, pledge drives for like uh, public radio and uh, public television, uh-huh. they won't take money lower than a certain amount. And they say, oh well, it's just not cost effective to you know process it. Okay, so bit. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But some, somebody made the point, why can't we have, instead of a walkathon for breast cancer research, why don't we have people build habitat 
for humanity houses to raise money for. Do two things at once, you know. Hey, yeah. pledge twenty dollars per house I built for homeless people. That you know, why does it have to be something like tying up traffic by walking, which does no good whatsoever? No, uh, I agree. Yeah, it's it's if the cause was that good, why do you have to trick and coerce and gimmick people into giving you money for it? Exactly, that's yeah. a great way of putting it. If it was that great, it'd be no questions asked. People yeah. Go, sure. Where, where can I do this? Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when like a tornado hits nearby, people buy stuff and go donate it. Yeah. They don't they don't run down to the casino and stick money in a slot machine and hope some of it filters its way to the Red Cross. I remember the Joplin tornado. Uh, some uh, people approached me in the in the town that I was living in. It's like, hey, we you know did this whole thing here and we we got some people who are going to run all this down there personally. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I knew them really well, so I just gave them the money so they could go buy it. Yeah, but you know that was very cool because I knew it was going directly there. Yeah. So how come that can't be more of the norm instead of, like you said, tying up traffic? Yeah. Um, or, um, but, you know, the, the nice thing gets done for your community, but why do we have to make a bunch of other people rich in the process? Exactly. That's We're overspending right and making people rich and winding up getting what would have cost us uh, a one one hundredth of the cost in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting the library or the road or the uh, the hospital wing or whatever, but seventeen people made millions off of it, and that money's leaving our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean that was the original thing: is you give back. So, if someone's paying you a million dollars to play baseball here, and you go take it home to Denver and spend it there, then you've taken out of the community. Yes. You know, if you stay here and spend it here, that's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of these uh, pro teams, they want their uh, players to at least live in the area during mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. You know, as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, who lives in, out in San Francisco. <laughs> Somewhere in California. We can get to him here in a little bit, but oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> the whole thing about Aaron Rodgers is, is the more he talks, the more and more you realize that the guy is. You know what? We'll get into it here in a little bit. Yeah. They, they keep going what we're doing, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get there and Rodgers sometime during this podcast or the next one or the next one because we divide them up as we all know by now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that should just shut up and. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, so one one last thing, then I'll let you talk for a while. A little okay, short, okay, short fine. question. I was trying to come up with reasons why you would want to own or possess something, and I only came up with two. Okay. One is you want it yourself. Two is. From, From the, the makers, makers of Who Bit My Asshole Board Game and Balloon Art with Boss Sacks Video Series, it's two douchebags and a microphone action figures. Act now and get a free bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets. That's right, dress your douchebag up and send him off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon and get a free at-home tape piercing kit. That's right, free home tape piercing kit, new from Chisbro. Oh, oh shit, what's, what's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no, no. it's this this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Ugh. <laughs>
I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She didn't show up. I guess we're not going to work out. <laughs> Hi there. This is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please, go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. Somebody else wants it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. I can't think of any other reason to to own or possess something other than those two. Because there's yeah. lots of things you don't want, but as soon as somebody else wants it, you're like, oh, gimme. Because they want it. The good old uh, keep away mindset. <laughs> Some people don't even realize they're doing it. That's what I find out. Yeah. Ooh, fairy dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, is that Rick over there? It's the guy in a suit. It could be Rick. I think Rick's back. I think he is. All right. Mm. Cool. Who knows? Maybe today will be our lucky day. Maybe he'll just come over and start talking. Let's hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can hear that lovely singing voice that we've heard he has. Yeah, I, I keep hearing about it. Uh, more than five people have told me this. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not hes not even looking over here. I don't no. even know if he knows we're here. Seriously, would you make eye contact with us if you didn't have to? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm well. always ready to put us down. I'm in touch. <laughs> I wouldn't make eye contact with no. us either. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, let's say it's, yeah, okay, I'm Elmo and you're uh, uh, Burford. Yeah. Burford. Yes, what's I'm that? Right. What's those guys over there? What, what's that? What are they doing? Oh, my God. It's them douchebag dudes. Is that the two douchebags? That's them two douchebags. Oh, fuck. Don't look at them. Don't, oh, my God. Turn don't around. Don't encourage them. No, no. Just turn around. Let's go the other way. Don't even look at them. That's what would happen, yeah. right there. <laughs> I hope they don't follow us home. Oh my God! Look at them; they think they're funny. Look at them laughing. Gosh, ooh, I can just see their stupid coming out of their ears when they talk. I feel my brain cells dying. Ugh! <laughs> I'm choking on a vat of fucking dumbass right now. <laughs> Quick! Somebody hand me a dictionary. I want to read something smart. Oh my god, Mark. That Mark guy butchers the fucking English language. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do it more, too. (laughs) All I want is a few complaint letters just to to feed into it. I've heard that there is a drinking game going. They listen to our podcast, and every time I say, So... They have to take a shot, because apparently I do that a lot. And every time I butcher the language. I mean, I think people already died from alcohol poisoning, so it's already over with. So, so, all right. I got a little thing about uh, McMars again. Oh, yeah. You know how Carmine, him and Carmine Apice are a piece or whatever. I've heard it pronounced either way. Yeah. I think this is the way I understood it. Okay, Ronnie James Dio, when, uh, uh, when uh, Vinny Apice was in his band, Dio is 100% Italian, and of course Apice is Italian. Mm-hmm. Dio refused to mispronounce it, so he would say Apice. 
yeah. which is the way it should have been pronounced. Mm -hmm. And he refused to because it's a strong Italian name. He's like, no, I'm not going to call it a piece. It's not a piece. It's apathy. Yeah, Carmine so, called his pronounced it a piece because it just fit better people thought it was, it was a easier. piece it was easier yeah. and it was recognizable so yeah. he stuck with it but i don't know if that's true or not but what i read you know uh dio was like no 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 it's apathy and i will not change it yep. so so that's how come one is apathy and one is a piece so apathy a piece whatever carmine yeah. great friends with mick mars he has more to say about the whole um Retirement supposedly from yeah, Motley which Crue. looks to me more and more like bogus bullshit. Yeah, and and I'm I contend with this. I talked to my friend Davey the other day, and he confirmed it with me. And you do too. People who know music is we want Mick Mars. We don't want John Five. Mick yeah. Mars has John Five is fine. He's a great guitarist, but Mick Mars has feeling. He's got that that rock, 80s rock and roll swagger. Yeah, he's and crotch John, rock. John Five awesome. is kind of mechanical in my he's opinion. He's too me mechanical to me. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with John Karabi <coughs> subbing for Vince Neil, which is a rumor I've also heard is that um, in addition to John Five, they're going to have John Karabi come back and take over Vin for Vince Neil because Neil's not cutting it in their opinion. Uh, Neil is not cutting it, um, and you know what? I would love to see that. You know what this sounds like to me? What? Hetfield and, and Ulrich in Metallica uh -huh. running the show and running everybody else out and demanding everything their way. You're right. It sounds like Nikki Six and Tommy Lee are running, the, running show. the show and anybody else can't have any power or influence whatsoever. Well, okay, yeah. All right. They may be able to get away with John Five being up there just because people just don't know better. Yeah. But the Vince Neil experiment has already been tried and it's failed. Yeah. Where they take him out and put in someone and, and who's a great singer. But I really don't know if that holds any water because John Karabi is not a fan of Motley Crue or Nikki Six. He's friends with Vince Neil. Yeah. He's friends with Mick Mars. But he's not friends with Nikki Six or Tommy Lee. I think he, he'd do it if they paid him enough, but he wouldn't be enjoying it. It's not like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's like, this is a job. Oh, it's I, a job, and I'm going to do my job. I've seen him solo, and he talked about that in great lengths. Mm -hmm. You know, because he did this thing there at his little solo show, like, ask me a question. Yeah. And and he pretty much went into that. You know, he was like, you know what? He goes, um, I don't really have a beef with him, but... He said, I can tell you this for a fact. I'm friends with Mick Mars and I'm friends with Vince Neil. And that's the guys that are on the edge. Yes. And him and Vince Neil, Vince Neil actually kind of, this is what he said at his show. Um, he said that Vince Neil actually called him up mm. and talked to him when he was let go. Ah. Yeah. He said the rest of the band refused to talk to him. Well, I, I think Mick Mars did. But yeah. the rest of them just kind of like, fuck you, get out of here. And because they blamed him for the band not doing well yeah. without Vince Neil. Yeah. Instead of blaming themselves for letting Vince Neil go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he said that, like, uh, Vince Neil called him and talked to him for a while. And they were cool suddenly. You know, Vince Neil never had any, any animosity toward him. He's like, hey, you know what? They call you up and say, you want to be, you know, you want to be the uh, singer of one of the biggest rock bands around? Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. I so, do that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, and John Crabby's a very talented singer. He is. Very talented guitar player. And good songwriter, too. And a really good songwriter. Yeah. And I love the album they did with him. Yes, I do, the too. The single titled. Yeah, that thing, it's not Motley Crue. It, no, it really isn't. It, you know, it doesn't fit in with the rest of their albums, does it? No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not the same thing. It's more like an Aerosmith type of an album or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, another I definitely thing, see that. John Crabby brought a lot out of Vince Mar- uh, of uh, Mick Mars, not Vince Mars. Uh, <laughs> he, he brought a lot out. Yeah. He really did. He brought some stuff out that was in there that was real. I mean, uh, Mick Mars is an excellent guitarist. I love his bluesy feel. It's really good, that crotch rock, that dirt rock kind of. Yeah. But um, the way they wrote songs together I thought was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. So. Imagine if they'd released it as like some sort of super group album like The Firm or Power Station. That'd be excellent. Kid. I've yeah. always wanted them to do that. Be like, okay, this is Molly Crew, but this is a... Uh, I don't know. Whatever. You know, they could name it whatever they wanted to. Uh, the uh, Six Karabis or something. Whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. So, and I thought it had been discussed for a while, but, yeah, but, yeah, probably not. So, anyhow, Carmen Apiece. We'll Apiece. just call him Apiece. Famous drummer from many classic lineups, and we know them all from... Uh, the Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart stuff, to uh, Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla to, Fudge, yeah. Um, God, he's been in so many. I can't even... Well, anyhow, a yeah. Blue Murder. They used to say everyone wants a piece of a piece. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Black Sabbath. Um, when, oh, yeah, uh, when, yeah. When um, Bill Ward stepped down because uh-huh. of health reasons, this after Dio joined the band, they wanted Carmine, but he was on tour with Rod Stewart, and he said, he goes, I can't do it. But, you know, my brother could do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then Sabbath had some fun with that. They go, oh, man, we don't want that fucking guy. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, the rest is history. Yeah. And I love, uh, I love um, Benny Apice's drumming on, on anything that was done with Sabbath or Heaven and Hell. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy's just, he, he just fit the type of uh, stuff that they're doing. But anyhow, uh, famous drummer, many classic liars. Uh, Carmine has let loose with some uh, not surprising accusations from his good friend guitarist Mick Mars and Motley crew and his sudden departure from the band. He recently uh, confided in Carmine that his reason for leaving the band was mostly because Motley tapes all of their live shows. He claims that very little is actually live, so, it, you know, he thinks most, most of us real rockers have known this for a while, you know. A lot of backing, pre-recorded backing tracks. Yeah, he said on. virtually nothing. Nothing is live. Okay. Yeah, and, and then that's another reason I don't know if I believe the John Crabby stuff is, is because they're getting away with Vince Neil up there, you know, and they're they're using so many voice tracking. You might hear some of his flub ups, but you don't hear, you don't hear all of them like his shows, his solo shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the more. Most of the video you see, he's got the microphone right up in front of his face, and he's constantly moving and turning and twisting, so you can't catch exactly. him in the lip sync failure. Him. He's become very good at becoming elusive and moving his face around to where you can't see yeah. exactly how he's singing or even how he's his facial expressions when he's singing. Yeah. Because I, I personally, personally, I like Vince Neil. I think he's a very honest guy. Yeah. Um, maybe too honest in some ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when he sings, you can see that. If he's not really singing it, you see the look on his face like, okay, guys, 
you know the deal. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, look at it sometime and watch him. Yeah. You can see it on his face like, I know you guys aren't stupid asses, you know. <laughs> There was, so. a, there was a video I found on YouTube the other day. Um, you know that famous scene in Back to the Future where uh, Michael J. Fox's character gets up on stage and plays guitar with the band so his his parents can have their first dance together and their first kisses? Yeah, yeah. And then he, he plays, you know, kind of a Johnny B. Good version and rocks out. So mm-hmm. This YouTube video... They deleted the dubbed-in guitar part, and the guy played exactly what Michael Jackson's fingers were doing on the guitar. So when you saw the movie, it looked like he was playing exactly what you were hearing. But when this guy did recreate it, he said, I'm taking out all the overdubbed guitar, and when I can see his fingers, I'm going mm-hmm. to play you exactly what he's playing. It was awful. I believe that 100%. It was out of key. It was out of time. It had nothing. It was It was just terrible. But that shows how easy it is to fake it. Mm-hmm. Because nobody ever really commented on it. It looks perfectly normal when you're hearing it. Mm-hmm. I guess your brain fills in the blanks. I imagine some real. Oh, some, it does. It does. I imagine some good guitarists could could watch these live shows <coughs> and tell you whether or not the musicians are actually playing what. I thought it there's a YouTube series where there was guitarists doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where they're calling out bullshit. They're like, "Oh, bullshit!" Right there. Uh-huh. That's that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I've seen the video where Tommy Lee is standing beside his drum set while the drum tech works on it. And you hear the count-in for the song. You know, someone's hitting the hi-hat four times in a row. But Tommy Lee is standing there not doing anything. And then the drums start, and he hasn't even sat down yet. And the drum tech runs out of the way, and he sets, sits down and then starts faking along. That would The whole drum me. track is pre-recorded. I bet you Tommy Lee doesn't even know how to fucking play anymore. He's erased his mind so much. Probably so. And then another problem I have with Nikki Six is Nikki Six has never been that great a player either. No. But the way he parades <laughs> around, he acts like he's this fucking philosophical fucking genius. And, yeah, that's probably just to make make him harder to see to see if he's actually playing or not. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I I went to a drum clinic put on by uh, Explorers Percussion. It was Uh Mike Portnoy, the drummer for Dream Theater. Oh, he's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Winery Dogs. I didn't know you knew about them. They're really good. He played in Avenged Sevenfold when their Mm -hmm. drummer died. Yep. Um, Anyway, he was was talking about, they did a tour um, as an opening act for Metallica. Uh-huh. And he said the entire tour, they had a second drummer backstage playing Lars' part. Because Lars couldn't do the double kick drums anymore. He's, he was so out of shape and just wasn't physically capable of it. He could do, you know, he could fake around hitting the drums and the cymbals, but that precise double kick parts and all that, he, he couldn't. So they had a guy backstage d- doing all those parts for him. And uh, so this is directly from the drummer of Dream Theater who was on tour with them at the time and saw this happening night after night. Lars couldn't play his own drum parts. I believe that. And this is, what, 96, And let's seven? face it, That's... Lars was never that fucking great no. in the first 
And this is 25 years ago they were doing it. It large is They're a little really bitch. They're really good in at out. doing it now. Oh, uh, <laughs> on a little side note here, I read something about Kip Winger saying about how, uh, you know how uh, James Hetfield was like throwing fucking darts at him and Lars were at uh-huh. his picture and then Beavis and Butthead jumped on him. And they pretty much fucking destroyed Winger's career making fun of him and mm-hmm. ribbing him and all that shit. Yeah. He said that a couple of years ago, James Hetfield saw him and Lars did too. James Hetfield apologized to him wow. and Lars didn't. Oh, yeah, that figures. Yeah, so he doesn't like <laughs> Lars, and I don't blame him. Lars is a little bitch anyhow, and yeah. I completely believe that Lars doesn't know how to play his instrument. And not only that, but I've never liked that little fucking squirrel dick anyhow, and I never will. No, he's... He's irritating. He's a little piece of Euro trash. <laughs> a little piece of little snot-nosed fucking Euro trash. And this and he's great guitar than the Metallica. I'm so good. He probably likes kale. Oh, he probably does like kale. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm not I'm not deviating from kale, even though even though some of my friends came into work and seen me yesterday, and I know yeah. that guy, he really loves kale. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not deviating from it. And by the way, I know you keep coming into work just to see me. Yeah. You don't really, you're not buying anything. You're just coming in to see me because you fucking miss me. So just admit it, okay? All right. They 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 come in hoping you're doing worse than them, and then they go away, like, leaving, ah! realizing he's not. He's fine, and we're screwed. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have. Uh, I I've, on speaking of kale, there's there's another use for kale that is now uh, no longer allowed. People were using it to shingle their roofs uh. because you know it holds up to hail. And, yeah. Yeah. You know branches crashing on ice storms everything but they realized that just the kale being there was a toxic environment and it was causing brain damage among children oh yeah 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 you're not allowed to to roof your house with kale anymore and and you know like in hail like in hell like Mm -hmm. you know like there's lizzie hail right yeah okay well, in hell, there's a hell, like heaven and hell. Uh-huh. There's duplicates of everything that's good, right? Uh-huh. And it's bad. Well, in a hell, there's Lizzie Kale. Not oh, Lizzie Hale. Oh, it's my Lizzie God. Kale. That and she sings terrible. horrible and looks horrible. Oh. And her crotch smells horrible. And she vomits on people. Oh. Yes. And there's probably also a J.J. Kale, only it's spelled with K-A-L-E. Yes, there is. C-A-L-E. <laughs> Yeah. We are really fucking reaching, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got ego. Let me get to the rest of this Carmine piece. Sorry. Here. <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck I left off now. We got so... We, we just drift away. We're okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'm going to just start right here. Okay. For a long time, real rockers like me and you, Davey, mm-hmm. and people like that, we've known what Motley Crue has been about. Yeah. So, when they came by, our elk of a fan really don't like to see them anymore. Yeah, it's just not the crew, really. No, it's not the crew. No, it's not the band that I grew up on at all. So, I only wanted to go see the stadium tour last year because, A, I wanted to see Joan Jett. B, yeah. I wanted to see Mick Mars run last time because I knew it was coming in his time. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and the he's such an influential influential guitarist in my genre of music that I love so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people I know that truly know music are also fans of his style of playing and enjoy his heavy grinding 
rhythmic style of playing. Mm -hmm. Carmine also claims that the band hasn't gotten along in years and it's really a horrible environment to be in. Mm -hmm. He also has little respect uh, that uh, he went through years. This is, uh, he's talking about Mick Mars having little respect that uh, they have little respect for him that he went through years of physical therapy just to be able to hold his guitar on stage, wow. let alone play it. Gosh. Mick has a genetic condition that has caused his joints to fuse together. His condition is known as ankylosing spondylitis. Uh, Mick went through years of therapy uh, while the band was on one of its long breaks. Yeah. You know, they're on years and years of doing nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> he started off just by holding his instrument for an hour a day. Mm -hmm. After three years of therapy, he was able to play his guitar. He, uh, he even said that his new style of playing on stage actually made him a better guitarist by doing wow. it the way the guitarist had to retrain him to hold his guitar and play his guitar. Interesting. Because this bundle, Lotus, Lotus Steel, uh -huh. gotten so bad to where he couldn't even play. Wow, so relearning to play. In he more, relearned to play. I guess re unlearning bad habits. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, anyhow, I could Silver understand his frustration. <laughs> he goes through all that, and these fuckers are having a big fucking party. Yeah. And then they're mad at you anyhow. Yeah. So, you know, I will go see Mick when the opportunity arises. I'd rather watch him instead of Motley on stage. Uh, you know, disappointment doesn't even come close to how I feel about the band anymore. I feel like I was lied to by Nicky. He's, he was always uh, the self-promoted outlaw, not part of the establishment. He used to make fun and ridicule people of that status. This is why we here at Two Douchebags called bullshit on him and continue to stick by it. If you haven't heard that show, you are a taker and it hurts. You need to download that show and listen to it right now after this show or I'm hurt by your thoughtlessness and selfish actions. <laughs> so go. go find it wherever it is. <coughs> yep. I call bullshit on Nikki Six and you download it and you listen to it. You know, we did a segment on bands where we <coughs> we said uh, bandmates or co-workers. Mm -hmm. And uh, Motley Crue, we did. We said definitely band, uh, co-workers. Co-workers, yes. Uh, bad company co-workers, foreigner co-workers. Mm -hmm. um, see, a band like Foreigner, the only original member left is the guitar player Mick Jones. Uh, everybody else is a replacement. So, and some of them don't even have Mick Jones. Yeah, sometimes Mick Jones takes time off. He doesn't play off. either, yeah. so it's basically, yeah. And Foreigner is one of those bands that does not put out new music. They just tour recreating their heyday. Yeah, they're like, a, there's, they go to these like festivals and there's like 20 bands there. Uh -huh. And they're like, you know, number five or six or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, you know, they play for like 60 minutes and then get the mm -hmm. fuck off stage. You know, they, they are basically a tribute band. Yeah. But, you know... Bad Company isn't putting out new music. No. Neither is Aerosmith. Neither is Foreigner. Foreigner, Kiss, Motley Crue. Are they putting out new music? No. No. They're they're. So it becomes a business, I think, when you're just trying to recreate the heyday, and so your fans can have a memory. Who's the two that are putting out music, and there are two favorite? Alice Cooper and, and Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. Osbourne. Yeah. See, Alice comes... And who and he, are the two best? Oh, yeah. Alice and Ozzy. You know, when Alice comes, he does tons of his standards. But he does some of his new music, too. And, and look, he is putting out new albums. Here's it's, another thing awesome. very important to realize. 
He's not making money off of this, really. Nah, I don't He's think so. doing it because he wants to. Yeah. He wants people to have his new music. And so he's going to promote it a little bit. Uh-huh. But it's not obnoxiously promoted, just like new Ozzy's new stuff. And if he was touring right now, you'd hear a couple of new songs, but everything else is the old stuff that you know. Yep. So, and it's the same way with Alice. You know, and as a matter of fact, it's so much to where it's kind of a complaint to me and Christopher. We don't want to hear Schools Out. Yeah. We don't want to hear Paranoid. We want yeah. to hear something that we haven't heard a thousand. Yeah, some of those deep tracks, yeah. you know, off your 17th album. I would yeah. I would kill to go watch a concert of those two with nothing but deep tracks that people suggest. Yeah. I have, the last few times I've seen Alice, he's done some so- some songs that I've never heard him do live before. Yeah. Uh, like Halo of Flies off of Killer. Uh-huh. Um, I heard him do Teenage Lament 74. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which you know he, <laughs> do, he hadn't done forever in a day. and just God, I don't think he'd done that since 74. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I have yet to hear him do anything off his first two albums live. I don't know if he's ever going to do that, though, because yeah. that was so different than... Yeah. You know. it, 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 yeah, there are some there's some songs on there that would definitely go over well live if you wanted to do them, but I don't know. There shouldn't be any ownership rights. Those first three albums were on Frank Zappa's record label, yeah. so I don't I don't know. If, and if but if the rights were tied up, then all those hits off his third album, like I'm 18 and. Yeah. And uh, Ballad of Dwight Fry, you know, then those would be tied up too. But it's weird. He never does anything. I off think of his what first it is is people don't recognize those two anyhow. Yeah. So he doesn't bother. I mean, yeah. even hardcore like us, we would know them. But let's. There's ten of us in a room. Me, you, and someone else might know them, and the rest wouldn't. Even on the hardcore fans. Yeah. Because that's how kind of obscure the first two are. Yeah. He doesn't do songs off of his Blackout albums either. Yeah, that's true. There are three albums that he just doesn't remember doing, recording. Uh, he only toured one of them. Uh, that was Special Forces, Zipper Catches, Skin, and Dada. Mm-hmm. And he's, he has no memory of making those albums at all. Yeah, and I could understand that because there's nothing personal in it because he doesn't remember them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, About the most personal song... In the bunch is uh, the last song on the last of those three, Dada. The song's called Pass the Gun Around. And that song is a cry for help for somebody who's about to kill himself with his addiction. Mm-hmm. And which is exactly what he was doing. Exactly, yeah. So that one, I think, was, you know, a little bit of his, his rational mind coming through and saying, you know, we're yeah. going to die. <laughs> and also, another thing that I admire about Ozzy and, and Alice is they've never hid their addiction issues. Yeah. And they've always been very open and frank about it. Yeah. Now, Alice has his, had his more under control over the years. Yeah, what was the... He, he went into rehab... In '78, for when alcohol, his wife was going to leave him, and came out in '79, and immediately got himself addicted to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, and then I think he was—it's <coughs> either '85 or '87—is when he finally kicked everything for good. He hasn't had anything since then. Yeah, one of those. Two, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's had a long, a long period of sobriety. 
Um, where Aussies was off and on in the 90s, yeah. 2000s, what have you. So, you know. uh, Steven Tyler uh, relapsed just a few months back. Mm-hmm. Um, painkillers, I forget. I think they were opioid painkillers or yes, something. I believe so, yeah. And uh, you know, took a bunch and got high. So, oops. So, it happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyhow. Yeah, um, I have a dear, a dear douchebags letter. Oh, excellent! Yeah. I'm in the mood to give advice. All right, good. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Hey. Oh my God! Someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh. Glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 